Let's pray for this dude quick. Father, we are grateful for this young man. We're grateful for his strength, for his leadership. We're thankful for exuberance and just loving people. We pray this morning that his words will be your words, that his heart will be at peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. What's up? So uh, before I start, I just want to say today is a very special day for me and my family. Today is Canada Day. Let's go. Yeah. Shout out to my Canadian brother, Carter. What's up? Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> All right, so uh, my name is Josiah. I've been going to One Life Youth for about two and a half years now. And this is my second camp. And it's, um, well, it's no secret that God's really moving among us here. At this camp, we've seen people heal. We've seen people give their life to Christ. We've seen people just radically change and their lives change forever. And um, every year, this always happens, but this year is significantly different. This year stands out. And one thing that tends to happen every year is that um, after camp, our faith seems to sort of diminish or go downhill towards heading into the winter. But we want this year to be different. We don't want camp to be the point, the high point in the year. We want to keep going up beyond that. So um, I'm going to be talking about keys to keeping faith throughout the year. And um, yeah, so we're going to get into it. My first point is surrender. So everyone is human here. We're all humans, as we know. The leaders are all humans. I'm not too sure about Adam, but... Uh, I'm 50-50 on that. I'm not too sure yet. Um, so as we know, we are all humans. And as humans, we tend to we tend to be very self-centered, me-centered. We tend to think that we got our own path. We tend to think that we tend to stray away from the fact that God's the one who truly guides us. Um, and that's not the case. But God is truly the one that guides us and puts the words in our mouths and the things that we do. Um, so John 12, 49 says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. So though the time's coming ahead of us, going to the next school year, whether, wherever that you may be, whether that's going into middle school, going up into high school, or becoming a senior, whatever, wherever you are, it, it can seem scary and stressful, but God's the one that leads our path. And what we need to do with those anxieties and fears is we need to surrender them to God because we can't do it all on our own. We have to give it to God and say, God, you are the one that truly guides our path. You are the one that guides me and puts the words in my mouth. You are the one that guides me. And... Um, just surrendering that to God and saying, you are in control of this. Um, and it's it's completely natural to be scared before times like this. It's completely natural. And events like this can be very uh, anxiety-inducing and scary. But surrendering it to God and giving it to God will just bring you a sense of peace in your life, a sense of spiritual peace. And, um, I mean, I know I, before camp, before camp, I was very uh, stressed and anxious. I was like, Oh man, if uh, we don't do good worship team, then camp's just gonna be awful. Everything's gonna go bad. What's gonna? And then I was like, you know, it. And then I realized I need to apply my message to myself. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not our doing that what makes changes people's lives at camp and every throughout life. It's God's doing. God's meeting us here. It's not us creating the environment. And. Living only for ourselves will put us sometimes in this environment where we stop living for God and start living for ourselves. We could go down the wrong path and start making the wrong decisions. But making the effort to surrender it to God will bring us back to our, our heavenly identity because as Christians, we find our identity in Jesus Christ. 
Um, my second point is escape. So a lot of the times it can be hard for us to either find the time or just get connected to God. And like sometimes heading into the winter, I know a lot of people have anxiety or a lot of people just feel stressed around that time. And a lot of the times it can be hard for us to connect to God or it can be hard for us to find the time to connect with God or find time to worship. Or sometimes we just, we find it difficult to sit down and focus. But uh, worshiping God isn't just, it's not just singing songs. In 1 Corinthians 10.31 it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. So if you look around the room, you see we are all made differently. God gave us all unique gifts, and we were all fearfully and wonderfully made. And um, we can use those gifts to glorify God. We can use those gifts to show who we truly are and connect with God. So um, so for instance, mine, mine is drumming. So when I play drums, sometimes if I'm in a real low spot in my faith, I'll just take 30 minutes, an hour, and I'll go to my room and just say, God, I'm just going to, I'm going to play drums and do it for you, and I'm just going to focus on you. And so just doing that as a form of worship, it helps, it, it really helps build a connection with God, doing something you love, just you and God. If, if you look around the room, it can be, there's many different instances, it can be playing an instrument, going on a run, many things like that. And, <laughs> but doing these things as a form of worship can bring us closer to God when it seems that we don't have hope or that we are lost. And uh, my third point is going to be encourage. So even when we are in these, these hard spaces, we feel like we can't, we can't go anywhere with our faith. We feel like we're stuck. Um, we can still make an impact in our community. We can still help others around us, help them with their faith. So I remember a couple weeks ago, little Aaron Bright, Adam and Vanessa's, uh, he's eight, right? Eight-year-old son, Aaron. So that we had baptisms. Yeah, Aaron. We were having baptisms at our church, and Aaron got baptized. And I remember right after that, Landon, who's the other kid, turned four. He, I remember he went up to him, and he was so happy for him. He was like, Aaron, I'm so, I can't believe you did it. You did it. He was hugging him. He was so excited. And that just really stuck out to me because Landon's relationship with God is it's very immature. He's, he's very young, so his knowledge and uh, relationship with God isn't it's not, it's not at the level that most of us here, or a lot of us here are at, but he still, he still helped encourage Aaron. He still helped Aaron feel significant in that situation. Now, could you imagine if we went through these milestones in life where, say we got baptized or just we got saved, but no one around us encouraged us. They were just like, that's cool. That's great. It doesn't change the event that happened, but it makes it seem so not as significant or it discourages you. So... Simply, simply encouraging goes so far. And if we can create this environment at youth where we are all encouraging each other, then we're not leaving anyone left behind. We're, we're bringing everyone up with us, and they'll, we'll be there through the ups and downs. And I want to say thank you to all the leaders because they are human too, and they go through a lot of ups and downs in their life. But the, on Sundays and Wednesdays, they're here every week to encourage us. So I see I see One Life Youth going going many places. I see One Life Youth we with encouragement and these things we can we can go up. We can make a difference in our community. And my prayer is that this year there would be a change in our community and that we would only go up from this throughout the year. Thank you. Great stuff. So good. You guys just, just amazing. So well done. Uh, two things. 